Good morning, everyone. Jesus often spoke in parables. There are many examples of parables in the Gospels. The parable of the Good Samaritan, the parable of the prodigal son, the lost sheep, the rich man and Lazarus, the workers in the vineyards, and many others. There are approximately 46 parables throughout the Gospels that Jesus gave. But what is a parable, and why does Jesus use parables so often to communicate a message? Parables are stories that have a spiritual meaning and a spiritual message. They help us reflect on a spiritual truth based on things that we observe in our day-to-day -day life. There is a unique aspect of a parable in that it is based on things we observe in our, in our daily life that we can apply in a spiritual way. Sometimes Jesus explains a parable, while other times he leaves it to the audience to think, reflect, and apply on their own. In today's gospel, Jesus tells a parable, and then when the, when the disciples ask him a few questions, he actually goes on to give a full explanation. There are four important aspects in today's parable. There is a sower or a farmer who goes and sows his seeds. There are seeds. There are different places where the seeds fell. And there are also the results of, of what happened to the seed depending on where it fell. A sower went out to sow his seed. Number one, some seed fell along the path. And what happened? And it was trodden underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. Two, some seed fell on the rock. And what happened? As it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Three, some seed fell among the thorns. And what happened? The thorns grew with it, and it choked it. And finally, some seed fell upon good soil. And this is the one that Jesus wants us to focus on. And that seed grew, and it yielded a hundredfold. The first response that all of us may make or may have, and particularly the first response that people listening to Jesus, who lived in an agricultural society where a lot of people, if not everyone, grew their own food is, well, that's obvious, isn't it? And that's exactly the goal of a parable. The first goal of a parable is to get that response from us. Of course, we agree. And the second goal is to apply that principle to something more important in our spiritual life. After we all agree that we agree, the next stage is to look of, at how this can apply in our day-to-day -day life. That is why Jesus goes on to explain the parable. The seed, he tells us, is the word of God. And that there are four unique and very different ways in which we can receive the word of God. Number one, the ones along the path are those who have heard then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts that they may not believe and be saved. Number two, the ones on the rock 
are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Number three, as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. And finally, as for those that are in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bring forth fruit with patience. We can see our life and different times in our life in every single one of those. Times when we've been excited about our faith and times when we have been less excited. The focus, of course, in this gospel is that the seed, which is given from the sower who is God, is given to absolutely every single one of us. And we need to ask ourselves, where is that seed? What are we doing with that seed? And how are we allowing that seed to grow in our life? Where is the word of God in our life? Some think the spiritual life is difficult because we can't see spiritual growth like we see seeds growing or, as, or like we see trees growing. We often think we can't see God. And when we do something good to someone, we can't see it. We can't see the physical growth. We can't see the physical goodness that we do. And also, when we hurt someone, we can't see it. We can't see the pain that we've caused others. But actually, the spiritual life has very important physical elements of it because we see the results of our spiritual life. We see the results in very visible ways of the things that we do spiritually, both in our life and the things that we do to others. Parables remind us that the results of our spiritual life actually can be seen. We might, we might not be able to actually see God, but we do see the love of God through what he has done to us and through a feeling in our heart to love others as well. When we do something good to someone, although we can't see the benefits, there is actually a phys an emotional blessing for both sides. And we can see it on their faces, on our faces, and in our lives. When we hurt someone, there is actually physical harm and emotional stress, both on our body and on the bodies of those we are hurting. This is real. This is the kind of physical results that we need to focus on when we do things good in a spiritual way that is positive or when we do things that are negative. But the basis of our spiritual life is actually to see the visible results of our actions. There are other things in life that we don't see, but we see their effects. Some things that are very practical. And this is how we always need to connect our spiritual life with our physical life and to realize that we're not just so talking about something theoretical, vague, and not real. For example, every time you open a door, you don't see the hinge on a door. We only see a door, but without a hinge, you can never pull the door. You can't see the hinge, but you can push and pull the door, 
because of the hinge. Another very important thing in our life, we can't see our joints, but all we see is stretching and moving skin. But the skin couldn't stretch and our fingers can't bend without the joints. We see the results of the joints, but we never actually see the joints. There are many things in life we can't see, but that still play a very critical and important part in our life. And parables remind us to look for spiritual meaning and application through the things we see and to also focus on what we don't see that gives meaning to what we actually see. We actually see the spiritual through the physical, and from the physical we see the spiritual. Try to reflect on the spiritual things behind the things that you say and do. Think of also the intensity and focus we put on many things in our life. There is no meter for that intensity. There's no meter that indicates our genuineness. How many years do we study to get, to, to get a good job? This is the, pre, the first part is what we don't see, the years studying. How hard do we work to buy a car or a house? How much time do we think about what we are going to wear or how we are looking? All these things will pass. These things are important, but not as important as our spiritual life. And that is why we need to focus on something more deep. How much time do we spend reading the Bible? How much time do we spend reading something spiritual or learning about our faith? How much time do we spend praying? How much effort do we put into trying to be more understanding, forgiving, or patient? These are the invisible, if you will, spiritual realities that are actually more important than anything material that we look for or see. When we reflect on how hard we work for material gain, then we can reflect on how, how hard we need to work for spiritual growth. This is the balance that Jesus always wants to help us focus on. Look around. See what we do and look for the things that are more important. And also notice the results and the feedback that you get from others for the things that you do. For example, if you spend five hours a day practicing for a sport, someone's going to say, wow, you're very athletic. If you spend five hours a day playing video games, some will say you're crazy, but others will say that you have great dedication to what you like. If you spend days and hours shopping, fixing how you look, your hair, and wear, making sure you wear the right clothes, people will say you take care of yourself and you are good looking. If you spend a whole day studying, everyone will say you are a great student. And if you work hard, someone will say you are so dedicated to your work. But what do people say when they hear that you spent a half a day in church or that you spent maybe 15 minutes a day reading the Bible, reading something spiritual, praying, or trying to do something good? Unfortunately, most often people will say, hey, what's wrong with you? 
And even worse, people will say, hey, has he, he, he or she become some sort of religious fanatic? They're taking this far too seriously. You can spend hours watching a game on TV, but if you spend more than 10, 15 minutes praying, there's something wrong with you. And even worse, people will often accuse you of being a hypocrite. If people know that you're praying, you go to church, you read the Bible, they'll say that you are inconsistent. But that is actually the biggest compliment that people can give you, that you're a hypocrite, that you're inconsistent. Because it only means that your values are so high that you have a long journey to achieve them. Work hard at those values, don't lose sight of them, and don't be afraid of what people say. Our life can be full of parables. When we see the world around us and think of how we can live our spiritual life in everything we do, we begin to connect the physical and the spiritual. And today we need to ask ourselves, what are we doing with that seed that the Lord has planted in our life? What are we doing with the Word of God? Is it growing? Is it shrinking? Is it uh, being choked? How are we choking the Word of God? How are we, or how are we allowing that Word of God to be nourished and to grow, as it says in this parable, a uh, hundredfold?